A Denver parent group, Resign DPS, celebrating last week's election results, but it's not yet satisfied. Resign DPS group co-founder Heather Lamb. There are four other members that um, are complicit in the dysfunction of this current board, and having three current members, three new members, is not enough. And joining us now on the KOA Common Spirit Health Hotline is newly elected DPS board member. It's John Youngquist. John, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us this morning and congratulations. Good morning to you. Thank you and glad to be here with you. Now, for those who may not be aware of your work or may not have voted for you in this past election, can you start by just explaining your qualifications and what makes you right for the Denver Public School Board? You bet. I'm a Denver kid graduated from Thomas Jefferson High School, and after college, I devoted my career and really much of my life to supporting Denver public schools. I worked in four school districts over time, but largely in Denver. Had 35 years uh, working in our schools as a teacher, as a dean of students, as an assistant principal, principal, assistant superintendent, chief academic officer, and have a pretty broad and deep level of experience to be able to bring to the board as we're thinking through and we're following through with the right policies for our community. John, that unique experience and perch that you have, when you look at it through all the iterations that you had through DPS, have you ever seen a school board and those issues be as contentious with the parents and be as contentious as it has been, say, over the last one to two to three years? I have not. I've worked over time for nine superintendents in multiple school boards in different districts, and I haven't seen this level of contention. And we really agree as the new board members coming in and with board, current board members I've talked to that it's time to, to, to make some agreements around how we work together and serve our community differently. What would be your top priorities going into, let's just say, the first month? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the very first top priorities for me relate to safety, taking a look at what uh, our mental health programming is doing and not doing for our students, Uh, taking a look at how we begin to create transparency in our organization to make certain people uh, understand how we work. And that's going to take some efforts to be able to define how we work in some ways now. And then creating a renewed focus, an absolute focus for our board, for our district on teaching and learning, really what matters most in our classrooms. You are kind of the buffer, say, between the parents uh, and even probably Dr. Alex Marrero to some degree, because I know there's contention in those rooms and you're kind of in the middle trying to navigate both because you in many ways answer to both those interests in different forms. How do you bridge that? Is it bridgeable? And, and do you think Dr. Marrero still is the right fit for DPS? I, I'm not certain that it's bridgeable for Dr. Marrero. That really depends on the work that he's interested in doing along with the board. My work over the course of time as a school leader and a district leader has been about listening to community first, listening to students, listening to parents to gain an understanding of what the needs and interests are, and being able to move forward from there. We really do need to align that and match that with the work of the superintendent staff and the school district. John, talking about some of your first priorities, you mentioned safety being one of the top. Now, as a former principal of East High, too, what do you believe are some of those safety concerns that need to be addressed immediately and how? Yeah, so there are two that come to mind for me as a 10-year principal at East High School and having two daughters there myself. Um, this is an urgent and, and, and priority, an urgent priority for me. Uh, there are two levels. One of them relates to a high-level understanding of how we work together with our safety partners with Denver Health with the Denver Police Department, with Denver Fire, we don't have a clear understanding of what our plans are together to make certain our students are safe and how how we would respond when there's a crisis. The other one is a lot of people have talked about a discipline matrix. And the the, uh, discipline matrix that's currently employed is not one that is supportive of students that are having a hard time, students that need to be safe in schools, 
um, and staff members that are really trying to serve all students over time. And and again, you've served in so many different positions. Is there a a real racial divide or is that something that that, that some people are, for lack of a better term, maybe exploiting? Do you see that? And then secondly, does there have to be a a conflict between diversity, inclusion and equity and in reading, writing and arithmetic? Don't they go hand in hand? Yeah, you know, I don't believe that there needs to be or that there really is in our school sites and within our school communities a racial divide. This is where people can and are coming together to solve together. When we're taking a look at what the needs of students are over time, we're taking a look at our finances, and this is where transparency comes into play. We need to have a strong understanding of the resources we have, how we're applying those resources so that all students are really doing well academically over time. We do need to listen to our teachers. I volunteer at a school called Hallett Academy on a weekly basis, and I see in the classroom the resources that are there and are not yet there, but I do see determined teachers that want to get this work done. I want to back up quickly, and I should have asked this in lead up to the the other question. Do you believe that SROs are a needed resource in the school? Should we have them? I believe that right now they are, and we proved that to ourselves three years ago when we pulled them out, and we did not have the capacity as a school district or a board to do the other work necessary to keep our students safe. So they are back in play. We've become good at working with SROs and having them serve our communities well within our schools, and we need to provide the mental health resources and the other resources to make certain that SROs are not our response to safety. Right now they seem to be, but there's a lot of other work that needs to be done to make certain our students, our staff, our communities are safe. John, and wrapping up with you, Marlene De La Rosa and Kimberly Sia, the other two new board members joining you, your thoughts on this new makeup of the board? Yeah, I mean, the, I know I've known Marlene for 15 years. We worked together at East High School. I recently, more recently met Kimberly. We're a strong team coming in, but I really do believe that there are current members of the board that are ready to lead differently and will join in as team with us to get the work done. DPS board member, newly elected John Youngquist. Thank you, John. You bet. Have a great day.